And things improve with the presence of Mark Tuey, who is here on the Morning Brief. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I'm looking out from Tuey Tower at the city, and I can see it today. So far, far less smoke so far in the sky than yesterday afternoon when I could barely see the building next to me. Okay, so let's talk about a civic issue first off. Uh, Toronto seems to be inching toward allowing drinking in parks. I never will be able to understand how we got this Presbyterian about things, but here we are. It is... It would be funny if it wasn't sad. I mean, it's got all the makings of a British sitcom, like Yes Minister or Community uh, Park, Parks and Recreation, or whatever the heck that one is in the States. I mean, like where I live, I'm in South Etobicoke. There's no parks designated to try for beer in the parks, but uh, specifically excluded was the park that I live along the edge of, Humber Bay uh, Park, because it's too close to the water, John. You know what else is too close to the water? just five feet further from the water than the park. A whole row of restaurants that have patios that sell beer and libations until late in the night. So I'm not really sure how we came up with this list of conditions to pick which parks should try. And I don't know anybody who's going to know which of the 20 parks is in the pilot and which of the rest of our hundreds, if not thousands of parks are not included in the pilot, but people have been drinking and beer, drinking beer of them for years anyway. Uh, meanwhile, there's uh, interesting case here, and it's about a uh, guy who was uh, busted for an alleged robbery, uh, spent 17 days waiting for a bail hearing, and was sprung, was set free. And I would say I'm on board with this sort of thing. I don't think anybody should have to wait 17 days for a bail hearing, and I'm sorry if that means an alleged criminal goes free, but sorry, you know, that delay is not acceptable. I'm with you on this one. I mean, everybody has the right to freedom, and it's only in exceptional circumstances and only when it can be proved in court should you be deprived of that. Bail hearings are part of that process. But what concerns me here is, you know, as we try to get more and more violent offenders off the street and we complain, I complain quite loudly that, you know, repeat offenders need to be, you know, held without bail more often. They still have to have a hearing. And it just seems more and more, John, that our government has completely forgotten how to govern. You know, we, you know, post COVID, we had the airport problems and the passport problems. And now it just seems like nobody knows how to run a schedule. Nobody knows how to assign shifts. Nobody knows how to manage or fill vacancies in the justice system. Like our system is just falling apart around us. And I don't know. I don't see anybody politically standing up to fix it. I'm totally on board with that, actually. And then our Supreme Court, as you know, came up with this idea that you had to be tried within 18 months or even a an accused murderer could go free. You're right. The system has fallen apart. Yeah, there just doesn't seem to be management anymore. I don't know whether we've lost a generation that was capable of management or the system's grown so big and so complex that no human can manage it or that the politicians have tinkered with the rules to make it unmanageable. But something's got to give. We need to learn how to govern again. Okay, so what do you make in the aftermath of the mayor's race? We have uh, Edward Gong saying that the election was rigged. And, you know, I was talking about this story yesterday morning, Mark, and I said, okay, it's one thing for Donald Trump to get 88 million votes and say that maybe there was something suspect in the election. But when you place behind a dog, then maybe it's not your place to complain about the election result. 
Yeah, it's kind of an idiotic thing to say, but it gives us an opportunity to talk just a, a little bit to remind people who might be concerned about democracy and, and uh, you know, tabulator machines and stealing elections. That is almost impossible to do. And the person who is responsible to make sure that nobody stole a vote from Gong and gave it to somebody else is the candidate gong he is supposed to have he has the right to have a volunteer or a team of them in every one of toronto's 1500 polling stations and if he cannot and they're there to watch and make sure the process is run legitimately if he didn't do that because he couldn't motivate and find 1500 people at least to volunteer for him then how the hell does he think he could possibly have won 300,000 votes it's just not possible it's up to each candidate to make sure that the election process runs properly it's not just exclusively up to the election staff so if you don't trust the election staff to do it right surely you can trust your own friends and your own volunteers to watch it correctly and if you can't find them you've got no business running yeah, I'm just running through and I can't get to the hard number. I, I'm looking at the results from the city of Toronto. It would take about 10 minutes, I think, to count every single last ballot that was cast for Edward Gong. And then, you know, we could just keep moving. <laughs> Yeah, and you know he has the right to have people there to make sure that there people didn't vote who weren't supposed to vote. Votes weren't counted twice. You know they were properly filled out. Everything went into the bag. What comes out of the bag is what was counted. Uh, you know, following the data at the data center, he had the right to have people there. He didn't use it. Well, you snooze, you lose. Okay, so a new poll finds Canadians still prefer hockey. However, they're also following uh, tennis and basketball and uh, baseball. I always find it fascinating, Mark Tui, how preoccupied we are with hockey. Like when our national team loses at the Olympics or on some international stage, it's some, you know, for, for some reason it becomes a crisis. When I'm working overseas, I've become the most ardent vocal hockey fan on earth. I'm a little bit less so here at home, but hockey is hands down the best uh, sport. It's the only sport where, you know, men and women go at each other wearing body armor and carrying edged weapons at, you know, the speed of almost light, it seems. It's a phenomenal sport. But as our immigration numbers go up, you know, people come from other backgrounds and soccer is huge. Basketball is big because it's also equally fast and fun to watch. I'm surprised cricket didn't rate more highly because, you know, our biggest source of uh, immigrants these days is from India and cricket rules. Yeah, well, it's probably because cricket games go on for like two days. And they require uh, a specially designed very large pitch to play in. And although we're building those in the GTA fairly quickly, they still don't come anywhere close to uh, numbering in the, in the orders of magnitude that we have hockey rings. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Cheers. Mark Tui, advisor to business and political leaders on the morning brief.